KXNO. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO for the next two hours. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here talking sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning and into the afternoon. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We are going to start... Uh, we're going to head north uh, to the uh, Twin Cities to get things underway. Nick Nelson from Twins Daily will do the Twins. He also covers uh, the uh, Timberwolves. Uh, they're off. They're off tonight, right? No, they're back. At they're it. back tonight. I thought yeah. they were off tomorrow for, or till tomorrow for some reason. No, but. it's a double dip up on Valley Sports North this evening with the Wild and the oh, Timberwolves sure. both on there. And then who they- gets the overflow channel? You think? It's a great question. Who gets what? Well, uh, I would think that the, uh, what time? What time did T will start? Uh, probably late. One's eight thirty, and the other's nine. Okay, whichever one's Timberwolves early gets, at nine. Okay, then the Timberwolves get the dash one. I don't think that's the case. Now, well, we'll find out tonight. I would love. You know, we get the sports media people. Hmm. I would love to see what the numbers are. And if it wasn't an overflow thing, because I'm sure there's some cable companies up there that don't have the overflow. In the well, hang light, on a but... second. Twins play during the day today? Because where are they going to be at? Uh, they're also this evening. They are? 610. Uh, ESPN Plus. I'm li- <laughs> well, at least that's what it says on the ESPN schedule. And it's an MLB network game. Is it? Okay. But, uh, yeah, I would be interested. A playoff game, what would rate higher? If everything was equal. If there was no dot dash one, everything equal tonight. I know the answer. I do too. It's the state of freaking hockey. The self-proclaimed state of hockey. Yes. It would be the wild. Yes, it would be. They're up one nothing. People like winners. You could get into the playing game Friday night for twenty bucks for the Timberwolves. Come You're not on. getting into the Excel Center for twenty bucks. You're kidding me. That's how cheap it was? That was a get in price. Wow. That's well, what not were the good case. seats? Any idea? Oh, I don't know that. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing significantly, right, significantly lower than they normally would. You would think that they would be. Interesting. Didn't know that. State of hockey. That, you nailed it. Yes, I, I think you're exactly mm-hmm. right. Big one. Yeah. Two big ones. Two big ones tonight. Well, and looking forward to catching up with Nick Nelson. We'll do so at the bottom of the hour. Then our friend Frank Schwab, who covers the NFL and sports gambling, uh, sports wagering at uh, at Yahoo Sports. By the way, a soon-to-be defection for those of you who like to bet sports and have accounts uh, here in the state of Iowa with whoever your um, bookmaker may be. Points Bet is closing up shop in the United States. This is a big company. Yes. They are huge in Australia. I mean, huge uh, in other parts of the country, but never for whatever reason. They came here and they offered something spread betting. Is that what you call it? Well, they call it points betting. Points betting, where you could, and it it was more difficult to grasp than plus minus mm-hmm. money line. It made you think a little bit before they. And the other thing is too, they don't like winners. 
No. They don't like winners over there, and you're seeing a lot of that on if you're on Twitter mm-hmm. and you, you follow sports betting accounts. They're not real fond of people beating them. No, they, they don't like not. you to come back. And look, they're not alone. Sadly, they're not alone. No. It is it is a significant problem in this industry uh, that if you happen to get on a little bit of a run, I mean, Trent, honestly, if you would have been betting on the, anywhere else, mm-hmm. you'd have been, uh, you know, limited. No thanks. We'll let you bet a buck eighteen yes. on this bet. Well, hang on a second. I only bet ten dollars a game. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight you only get a dollar eighteen approved. And I have seen plenty of people that have been limited right here in Des Moines. People that I know that mm-hmm. we're not talking about even thousand dollar bets. Right. We're talking about Trent. I was limited, and I bet futures maybe twenty, twenty-five bucks. Yeah. Seven dollar. I, I was checking through my what? What have I got? I'm looking at uh-huh. all my live pro or live, uh, live futures. You've got seven dollars and eighty-six cents on the New York Rangers. Well, hang on a second. You never no, bet that. Well, of course not. <laughs> Who bets pennies? I don't know. Can you? Yeah. I mean, it has to be one dollar and pennies. Right. But. Right. Just can't bet the eighty-six cents. Now I do because. I guess my adult ADHD, I like to have an even payout. Oh, that's what you're after? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's why my betting unit is actually 1.1. It's $11 yep. to make 10, yep. Yep. 22 yeah. to make 20. I like that. And if it's something where, oh, I got plus 130, all right, so I'm going to bet $11.28 to make $25 or what, you know, whatever the math is. Mm-hmm. I like those even numbers. So yeah, I'm one of those goofy people that does that. But the limit betting and points bet, they have been as bad as anybody. Yeah. And they have gotten a lot of negative press. They're seventh in market share, too. We're not talking about... No, I know it. I mean, there are, what, 25 operators probably across the country mm-hmm. at this point. Well, and where are they in the state of Iowa? They're doing ver- they relatively fourth, well. I think fourth, something like that. Decent number, yeah. yeah. Now, we will see. Is this going to be one of the smaller companies buying into them? No, I think it'll go the other way. Share? I think FanDuel will snap them up. I think or DraftKings will snap them up. I think the big fish is going to come and swallow the little fish. And that consolidation for you, the sports gambler. It's not good. This is a bad thing. This is a bad thing. You're 100% right. Because the less and less options you have, mm-hmm. not just does it mm-hmm. pull down and we talk about always shopping around to find the mm-hmm. best line, well, you're not going to have those options. Nope. And with it, well, those limits start to happen a little bit more mm-hmm. and more as you have less and less places to go. This is not good for the sports wager. And yes, Circa is our biggest sponsor, but mm-hmm. there's also a reason for it. We yeah. believe in the company. Yep. We believe in what they do. They believe We believe in what they will do for you as a sports wager. They are as good as you're going to find of giving you the fairest price. Yep. They are not going to nickel and dime. And most importantly, they're not going to limit you. If you're $100 better, if you're $10 better, or anything in between, or anything well north of that, they still have you covered, and they're not going to limit you. That's not how they do nope. business. Nope. Uh, so Frank Schwab coming up at 12.05. Sorry, we kind of got off, <laughs> bit, uh, as we've been known to do from time to time. And then at uh, 12.30, it is Wednesday afternoon. We will have the Capman Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversation uh, which will include uh, the Bears as they're a week and a day or uh, away from uh, picking ninth overall in the first round. That's where they, at least that's where they sit here today. And we'll talk about those Cubs who are on a roll. We did our power rankings for our media comp show, and I know it's early in the in Major League Baseball. I slid the Cubs into my top five. As did I. You did. I, I was did. surprised at that. So when you look at numbers. And a number that has become more and more part of the agotype, if you will, though we don't get it because neither of us get the newspaper. Still subscribe online, right? but don't get it's it not in the paper the same, form. is it? It's not. But the old days that we we go back to the halcyon days of we're talking about looking at the newspaper. And yeah, who pe- takes the iPad into the crapper? Seriously. <laughs> and young people roll their eyes at us. But 
It was a different time. Yeah. And reading those box scores and reading the standings every day. But a part of the standings now, pretty much everywhere, is run differential. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Plus, minus, how many runs scored and runs given up. So in the National League right now, yep. two teams lead. The Braves and the Brewers, they're both plus 33. Third on that list? Third on that list. In the National League. Well, I'm guessing since we're talking Cubs, uh-huh. you're both to say it's the... Is, no, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I wouldn't years. either. They are plus 29 mm-hmm. on the season. Mm-hmm. Third best in the National League, 7-3 and three over the last 10. Three-game winning streak. Now, yes, it's against Oakland, but you just play the teams that are in front of <laughs> and you. by the way, the over-under that we put out there yesterday mm-hmm. on attendance, it flew over. There was just uh, just shy of 5,200 people bellied their way through the turnstiles. And if you bet the over on the Miller and Condon attendance <laughs> prop, you catch. A big win for you. And Who, we didn't limit you. How about uh, Dodgers are fourth on this list? They're not even in first place, are they? Uh, no, they're behind the Diamondbacks. He's only plus two. Won a lot of close games uh, this year. Maybe had one blowout that helped him out. After that, make sure I have this right. Okay, it's the Mets five. Number six and run differential in the National League is... I'm just going to say the Pirates. It up. is the Pirates. No, come on, really? <laughs> it's the Pirates. 11-7 and seven on the year. Yeah, it's a surprising start for them. And sixth in the league right now. Cardinals last night. What's going on? Well, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and fib and say I watched baseball yesterday. I did. I'm looking forward to today. You were pretty locked in I was pretty locked in loaded. I wanted to watch the Leafs uh-huh. as they went down in flames. Of course, I was busy at 830. Mm-hmm. Watched, did you make it to the end? Uh, this morning. You didn't make it? At- I made it. I, they went up 3-1. They yeah. got back to their to their two-goal lead, and I said, I just couldn't take it anymore. No. And I cashed them in and got up early and watched it. Eyelids were a little heavy. Yeah, before Jet, Jet and Cindy got up, I snuck out of bed because I know as soon as I get up, <laughs> it's time to go outside. <laughs> um, time for that walk. Yeah. So you finished it off. Finished it off this morning. The good guys really put it to them. Mm, yes, they did. 5-1. How about all the road teams last night winning? Did you uh, see if you would have bet on the money line, each one of the four? Yeah, it was pretty significant uh, parlay price, right? Over 20-something to one. Yeah, was it 20 or 30 to one you would have got? 26 to one. 27 to one, I think it Plus twenty seven sixty nine hmm. is uh, if you would have played all the road teams last night on a money line parlay, and somebody did that a hundred dollar wager cashed in two thousand seven hundred sixty nine dollars wow. into their account. Well, there, there's no way in hell that it would have the Lance going down in flames against the Kraken. No. Who, that was the first playoff game they've ever played in, and and they beat the defending champs, uh, and did so in, I don't know relatively convincing fashion. The Leafs just. I mean, maybe the curse is real. I'm starting to think it is. I thought this was the year. I really did. I thought it's been since Tampa. I know, but Tampa's played. They've played an extra season. You know, because they they make it to the Stanley Cup final every year. Seemingly in college basketball, we get January, February, Izzo, April. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't we need to have something with Tampa too? Yeah, starting to. When we get to this time, they are just a Mm -hmm. different team, and that's one of the few teams I do have a pending wager because at one point. Uh, this winter is just like well, you you, you bet Tampa. Oh yeah, you got did it. You? I wish I, you, you I have wish to. I would have had to have that part of your portfolio, don't yeah. you? Well, I don't. I wish I would. Mm. What did you get them at? Probably a pretty decent price. Yeah, I think twenty-seven to one. I was going to say north of twenty to one. Yeah, that's good. And still got to go buy the Bruins in the next round, yeah. which isn't going to be easy. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, I was looking at getting my golf bets ready for the week. A lot of betting. What here tournament is this week? It's the Zurich. It's down in New Orleans, which actually isn't in New Orleans. It's outside of New Orleans, but all the guys stay downtown. It's a good party scene. And they started a, a couple of years ago and made this a team event. And I was 
looking at the numbers, and again, this year it is a runaway favorite, as we've seen the last couple of seasons. The two-man team of um, Cantlay yeah. and was it Cantley and Shoffley? Yeah. Are plus 325. Now, in golf, that's terrible. I mean, we're talking Tiger Woods at his peak. Right. Those kind of numbers. Right. There are sometimes Tiger was minus to win a tournament. Which yeah, is, because the favorite usually is about, what, eight? Yes, yeah. ten. Nine. Depending on the field, yeah, yeah. right in that range right. is what you're going to see the favorite go off. Right, at. if Rom shows up in the Quad Cities, he's three to one. <laughs> right, yeah, he's probably minus two hundred in the Quad be. Cities. Right, but you know, no value. We talk about that. A lot. Mm-hmm. There's no value. Well, there's value if they win. Yeah, and, and same thing here with the Bruins. Look at it. Oh, there's no, there's no value in doing it now. I understand it's hockey, and we've seen so many upsets in the Stanley Cup playoffs that it makes. But are the Bruins that head and shoulders above everybody Man, else? They sure were during the regular season. Do you just yeah you, you kind of hard you swallow you hard the short and price because I did that this week in golf. I I did bet on Cantley and Shoffley just because now the price isn't great. Mm-hmm. But you still catch a ticket. It's still a win, right? And three to one's better than you know a, a, a plus a buck forty. And that's basically what Boston is right now in the Stanley Cup. So it's same kind of thing. It does feel great because you see those juicy prices that are out mm-hmm. there. And, Oh boy, now I can get the stars at 30 to 1. And oh, I got, I, yes, I get all that. But it has to cash ultimately right. for you to win. And those two things kind of jumped to my mind as I was going through things. I don't have any Bruins. Maybe it's time just to do it. Palm's got $1,000 on the Bruins at 35 to 1. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 35 to 1. I got them at 18 to 1, and I'm ecstatic. Oh, yes, as you should. I don't have $1,000 on them. I've got 20. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm really in a good spot. Yeah, if they absolutely. Win. Um, I'm in a great spot if the Rangers or the Bruins win the Cup. You know, or the Leafs. And I don't feel like my chances there. I, I still think it's coming out of the East. Uh, anyway, so I read, and I, again, I didn't see any baseball yesterday. What happened to the Twins? Was it, was it a... I saw it was a bad loss. That's a bad loss. I saw that over a couple of times. Was it just a fluke play? The the game winning hit at the in in the tenth inning. Yeah, they blew a lead. Is that how they got there? They did. Yeah, they came out in the top of the tenth, put two on the board. And you yeah, give up you three feel pretty the, good, right? And you give up three on the bottom half, and it, it was a nickel dimer into left field to score the, the first runs. It just yeah, it was there for the taking, right? Mm-hmm. And Boston and New York together have not been a great place for Twins over the last quarter century. Maybe longer than that. But you know what? They're they're not alone. No, absolutely not. And I think that was also kind of a part of it. Coming off, you take the first two games against the Yankees. You lose over the weekend. You have the Herman situation. Had a winnable game on Sunday. Couldn't get the offense going. And then you go into Boston, who's not the Red Sox of old. Nope. And then you let another one slip away, and you get you, you had an back. off day between there. Yes, it's kind of I think more of anything a culmination of everything there that just. The frustration starting to build a little bit there. Now, good news. Cleveland lost a couple games yesterday to the Tigers. Yeah. Happy to see that. In, in front of family and friends, did you see the attendance in Detroit? I saw that. I saw Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati had their lowest ever attendance. Ever? Ever. This is... We see, talk I about the positives. I think I think there's a buzz, and now then you see them. Like I get Oakland, right? Nobody, yeah. Oakland's about to lose their team. They're leaving for Vegas, right? The the the, the citizens of Oakland are, are giving the A's the big middle finger. Mm-hmm. That's what, and they should absolutely. When it's it's a, it's a four, yeah, they're going to Vegas. It just hasn't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. We're we know <laughs> yes. it's happening, right? Um, but Detroit, 
Cincinnati. Cincinnati. These aren't these aren't two just joined the league lately franchises. Right? <laughs> That's not good Tampa. Either. No, 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 no. That's uh, that. Now was the was the doubleheader? Obviously, in in Detroit was a makeup. Was that kind of sprung on you? Yeah, I mean that could be a part of it too, but still. To, and it was it was it was, it was awful. I mean, it was in the 30s, I think, weather-wise yesterday in Detroit. But still, that's alarming to get that few people in ballparks. Baseball is fun again. Baseball is fun again. There's movement on the base paths. The games aren't taking three uh, north of three hours. There was a game. Which one? One of the uh, halves of the doubleheader yesterday was an hour and fifty-one minutes. Yes, that was game, game two. two? Uh, the first game, two twenty-three. They finished off a doubleheader in just over four hours. Trent, Red Sox-Yankees used to take that much time to play one game. A nine-inning. A nine-inning game. And maybe you didn't get to the bottom of the ninth. Right. Now we can get two in. You know, settle in on Sunday night to watch Red Sox. Now, this can be a really good test, actually. That is a really good test. Mm-hmm. When Sunday night baseball, and you know they will, yes. uh, broadcast the Yankees and, and the Red Sox, is that game able to live up to the under-three-hour uh, seemingly norms that, are, that that baseball has become. That's the litmus test right there, because these two teams they play marathons and hasn't been the case this year. Though has not been the case. Though, this so has far been across the board. Mm-hmm. Get in the box, get on the mound, and let's go. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so a couple of days ago, and it was um, we'll talk to Frank Schwab about this because it was a Yahoo Sports reporter that that, that broke the story uh, that interviewed Purdy and said, uh, and Purdy said that. You know, he's not 100% sure about this season, whether he's going to get back or not. Then you see the Trey Lance rumors that are out there. Right. And at this time of year, this close to the draft, I'm pretty sure that the rumors are probably being planted by the Niners, that they're the ones that want this out there. Um, are they on the same page here? Because they're about to trade Trey Lance. Purdy uh, is, is questionable by his own volition, by out of his own mouth. Um, for 2023, they really going to take Sam Darnold with this roster? That's going to be your guy? I'm not saying Trey Lance is the guy, but I was surprised to see that. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. That's it. Aaron Rodgers. Now that makes a ton of sense. Tom Brady. Uh, I think he's done. Done, done. I think he's done. He's... What's he doing? That's what I would like to know. What's he... is, Is he... Is he eating pizza? <laughs> right? Is is he being normal? I, I saw a picture of him yesterday. He's hawking t-shirts. Is he? That, that's his latest money grub that he's out for. His name's on him? Uh, no. There's plain. Mm-hmm. Plain t-shirt. Fit you well, though. No, but on if the label, built... it's a Tom Brady t-shirt. Oh, probably, yeah. 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 I mean, plain t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But it's a Brady t-shirt. Well. You don't know if it's a Brady t-shirt unless you take it off, but. No one would know, right? It's a Tom Brady t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I don't get this. Tom Brady coming back. Look. A couple of years ago, I was convinced that's where he was going to go. Yes. I thought he was going to be go back San home. Francisco 49er at least one more time. So I guess it's something to watch. I still want to know if, um, you know, are, are the Jets and the Packers, is one of them going to blink? Are they going to let this thing carry on right through the draft? And what if nobody does blink? What if there isn't a blink involved uh, in this? We'll see. It's going to be fascinating to watch. All right. Um, NBA, we'll get back to that. Before we do, um, Draymond Green was suspended. I was surprised. Is it because of the body work? A- absolutely. I don't think there is. Lifetime Achievement Award? Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind if this was Player X that mm-hmm. did not have this background, he would not have been suspended. Yeah. 
By the way, can you compare Sabonis writhing in pain on the floor to Morgan Barron of the Winnipeg Jets, who took 75 stitches just under his eye last night and missed three shifts? Well, I mean, he missed three shifts. He did miss three shifts. That's a good point. Hockey toughness is a different level, isn't it? Especially in the... 75 stitches. Get back out there, kid. (laughs) No, he wanted... You didn't have to be told. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hurry up! I want to get back out there. Unbelievable! And I'm not just saying because he's a Jet. Anybody that's yeah. any of the 16 teams that are still alive would do exactly that. John Cannon joins us. He's our quasi local NBA guy. I uh, lived out in the area for a long time. Uh, quasi? No, you are. You're our guy. You're our dude. Um, so, are you surprised? Are you, are you surprised that, that Green was suspended? It's not a suspendable offense, other than the fact that. This isn't the first time that he's faced some uh, discipline. Well, they came out and they, they admitted that. Joe Dumars admitted that, um, that this was because of his... History? Um, they said, yeah, because of his history. And then today, they kind of even amped it up and said it was because of his uh, kind of his behavior after the event, you know, mm. which embarrassed the league and embarrassed Adam Silver and, and mm. all that stuff. Because Silver was um, there, correct? He was there. Yeah. 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 So I'm uh, I'm trying to look at this not as a warrior fan who is um, seeing potentially the end of the dynasty, right? Because the whole thing was they're going to see how far they could go this year and then determine the future of the franchise, including, I mean, Draymond's got a player option. So if he wants to come back, they're stuck with him mm. unless they could trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but... You know, what do you do with Jordan Poole, who you just gave, you know, a new contract for $30 million a year for and, and doesn't look like he's you're getting anything from him? I was going to say, I was going to ask um, you, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Oh, it certainly looks like it right now. I mean, he's he's been maddening this season. There are moments of brilliance, and then there are probably, for every one of those, there's two moments of just, what is he thinking? What is he, you know, he he went, they were they had the last shot in, in, I think it was one of the periods of game one, he, they had the last shot. He went with about seven seconds to go, went to the basket, lost it, and Sacramento was able to get three free throws out of it on the other end. And you just can't do that in the playoffs. So back to green, though. Um, so this is obviously a very significant event, especially if they don't win game three, which I would, you know, you guys talk a lot more about betting than I do, but I sure wouldn't bet that they were going to win game three, especially on the money line. I think I've learned that term from you guys. I think I know what that means. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, so that's that's that. But in terms of is this fair? I don't think so. I think he, here's the thing: the NBA has a system in place to punish repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. You get enough technical fouls during the season, you get a, you get suspended for a game, and then for every two technical fouls you get after that, you get suspended for another game. So they built this in. The flagrants work the same way. Now he got a flagrant two. If you get two more flagrant points in the playoffs, you get suspended for a game. So he has, he has been punished for this action. He missed seven minutes in the fourth quarter of a game his team desperately needed mm-hmm. and that they did not win. He has been punished. He, will get to, he would be fined. I mean, they could find him whatever they wanted. Um, but to suspend him on top of that, I think is a terrible move. I really do. I think not because it's the Warriors, not because it's Draymond Green, it doesn't fit in the context. You know what this reminds me of is years ago, the Suns were in a deep in a playoff run, I think against San Antonio, and there was an altercation on the floor, 
and a guy got knocked down, and two players came off the bench really to see if he was okay, but they had a rule in place that if you left the bench area, you got automatically suspended. So they had to play a playoff game the next day with, but like, without three of their best guys. And they had a chance to beat the Spurs when the Spurs were at their peak. And they, they lost that chance because of this rule that was enforced to the letter of the law that didn't really, if you looked at video, they weren't looking to engage in the fight. They weren't doing any of that. They just were checking on their, their guy, and they got suspended for it. Look, it reminds me of that. No, I, I'm with you. If, if Sabonis doesn't grab and twist his ankle, because I think there was a little twist. There was a it. grab, yeah. yeah. They absolutely, absolutely yeah. did. We're not having this conversation. Um, right. And, and, and I think right. Sabonis overreacted. I think he embellished. Yes. I, I, I really do. Uh, do absolutely. I think that Green could have you know, maybe avoided it? Sure, but it's the playoffs for crying out loud. Do we find it interesting that the, that the announcement of Sabonis's being questionable yeah, for Game 3 if they, came out right after the announcement the Green My ears perked up with that does one. Does anybody not think, truly believe that Sabonis isn't yeah. playing in Game 3? Come on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that, that's how stupid they think we are, you know, <laughs> is that they could throw that out there and, and make us think. Because my that was I was actually arguing uh, on, on text with a, a buddy of mine who – who produces the Suns games for TV. I mean, he, he, this guy knows a lot about the NBA, very deep. Um, and I worked with him when I was here, which was 20 years ago in Phoenix. So he's been doing it for a really long time. And I was arguing with him that if, if Green had truly stomped him with malice, there'd be an injury. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there'd be evidence of that. And there doesn't seem to be any. And then he texts me this thing about about how he's questionable for Game Three. And I said, "Dude, please, that's <laughs> I'm I, I, if he doesn't play in the game, if he's in street clothes on the bench. Okay, all right. Then there was there's an injury, but um, but until then, there's nearly not. And and the other thing this is very similar to, eerily similar, is the deal back in 2016 with the Cavs against Cleveland. Um, the only difference was, I believe LeBron purposely baited Green into this, knowing that they were lost. Mm-hmm. They were down. They, they were going down three to one, um, uh, and again going back to Oakland for Game Five, and the Warriors were on fire, and and they had and Cavs had no answer, and he knew Green's situation with the technicals that if he got one more technical foul, he'd be suspended for a game. Mm, it was Again, the automatic suspension. The NBA yeah. has this thing, and and Green had gotten a really stupid technical against the Rockets in one of the earlier rounds, like with three seconds to go <laughs> in a game. He just went and messed with somebody, and he got a technical. And so he was on this precipice, and LeBron knew it. He's a savant. And, and so he, just to refresh everybody's memory, he put his foot behind Green's feet and then pushed him backward. And Green fell down because he couldn't get his feet under him. And then he stepped over him very disrespectfully, right? Yeah. None of that was called by an official who was staring at the play. None of that was called. And then Green lashed out, did the, you know, the punch that will remain, you know, in everybody's memory. And then nothing was called. And nothing happened until that night. <laughs> And that night, they decided to assess a technical. They didn't suspend him for that action. They assessed a technical that then triggered the suspension that took him out of Game 3. In Game 3, Andrew Bogut got hurt without for the rest of the thing. So now they have no backline defense in Game 5, and they lose. 
and they go. Then the Cavaliers get some momentum. They go to Game Six. Green plays very timidly in Game Six, yeah. and they lose. And then they go back home to Game Seven. Kyrie hits the shot, and and that's the championship that changed the whole NBA direction because. Kevin Durant doesn't go to the Warriors if they win that game. Boy, he played well last yeah, night. John, we're up against a break. We've got to let you go, brother. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you, John. Good to talk to John Cannon as uh, we get into the NBA. Yeah, Durant was terrific last night. Yeah, he was. So was Booker. Third quarter, he was incredible. A little slow in the fourth. The Clippers uh-huh. got it back within six, I think it was, at one point. And then just a response when the Suns play at that level. You know who else has a different level when it's, when it's postseason, when it's basketball? We've got to get the break. Kawhi Leonard. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, he does. And he Oof. was leading that charge. That load management. <laughs> the, 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 uh, seemingly every other night off in the regular season. Well, we had a little birdie tell us. What's that? That uh, back when he was playing with the team that maybe there's a local connection to. Uh-huh. That that coach would not know until... A few hours before the game, whether he was going to have if Kawhi, Kawhi was going to be there or not, worked out they've won the only championship <laughs> in, uh, in franchise history, and the only time it wasn't won in, you imagine in this doing that as a coach though. Yeah, really. yeah we don't know. Pull your hair out. Uh, we're going to talk to Nick Nelson next. Before we get to break, though, it's time for another thousand dollar home run. Head to kxno.com right now. Uh, in the pop up box, type the keyword Bills. Bills, this hour's keyword in this nationwide contest, your chance to win $1,000. Bills at kxno.com. It's 11.30. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Pause.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Coming up in hour number two, Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy in his weekly segment at 1230. But right now, as promised, north we go. Twins Daily is where you can read Nick Nelson. We're going to talk a little T-Wolves with him as well, but we'll begin with those first-place Minnesota Twins. Nick, Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for finding time for us. How are things? Things are pretty good. How are you, gentlemen? Yeah, first place for those uh, Twinkies. Good to see you, but uh, almost an eighth of a way through the season. Let's talk about, before we get into the team itself, this the division where it sits this far into it. Uh, Tigers uh, are on a bit of a roll, which is surprising that they were able to string together uh, five straight. It's the White Sox, to me, that are the biggest head-scratcher in this division, although I, I can't say that a lot of people joining me because I don't think a lot of folks believed in the White Sox. For whatever reason, I did this year. Um, I don't want to say they're out of it, but seemingly the Twins and the Guardians, at least through this portion of the season, look like it'll be settled amongst one of those two. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought the White Sox were going to kind of be a sleeper this year. They have so much talent. I mean, they are kind of a stars and scrubs setup. Um, but you know, they've always they've just been kind of such a mess. I thought maybe getting rid of Tony Larusa would help them in that regard, bringing in a new manager. But uh, in the series with the Twins and otherwise, they just kind of seem like that same team, making a lot of mistakes, playing really sloppy ball. Last night, Chris Sale looked like old Chris Sale. Did he ever? And uh, what a bounce back that we saw from him. So. 
you know, this offense has been certainly inconsistent. They're going to get Kepler back. Gallo is back off the IL. Jorge Polanco is up in AAA now, working his way back from a knee injury. It's going to get better, but how much better? Is this going to be a concern as good as the staff has been that they still just a little bit short offensively when you look at this group? That is the question. I mean, I, I think you're right. They're definitely going to get better. Uh, the big question is, are you know, is better one of the better teams in the league offensively, which I do think they're capable of, or just sort of a middling offense, which is really going to limit their ceiling in terms of what they can do as a team. Uh, right now, they're getting pretty good production from some unexpected places. Larnick's been pretty good. Michael A. Taylor, I think, has been better than expected. Uh, the catcher position's been quite good offensively. What they're not getting is that, that standout production from the guys at the top of the order they really need. Correa, Buxton, Miranda, all off to really slow starts. You know, they've had a few moments, but getting those guys uh, rolling a little bit, I think, in addition to maybe some of the reinforcements you mentioned, Polanco, I think Alex Kirloff, who's also in AAA, could be a huge difference maker if his wrist is right at all. Um, I'm pretty optimistic just because they got help on the way and because some of the guys that are struggling are not guys that I expect to continue struggling. But uh, the last three games, I mean, Three straight games with 10 strikeouts by the starter, uh, opposing starters really bad. They are, they're not putting up much of a fight right now. Kyle Farmer took the pitch to the face, and it was a gruesome injury. It was, in fact, a week ago as Ken and I were over taping our TV show and we were watching it as it was happening. What's the likelihood? I mean, how quickly do you come back? Has there been any talk? I haven't seen much about him and when they anticipate maybe even start a rehab assignment because he was a nice piece that they had, that utility piece that they could move around, give guys days, off days, and, and the like. I really liked what they had in Farmer. It's hard to say. Uh, he didn't break anything, which I think is big. No jaw fracture. I believe he had some teeth get messed up and a lacer- big laceration on his chin. Um, it's, I heard he was playing catch again yesterday, so that seems like a good sign. He's getting back out, starting to move around a little bit. I'm sure it's still indefinite. Uh, I, I would guess he'd probably be back in like a month if I just had to kind of, kind of take a shot. I'm guessing he'll kind of get back to a good comfort level where he's feeling okay and then probably rehab a little bit, get back into game action. Um, and from there, you know, the question is kind of mental. It's really hard to get back yeah. in the box after you go through something like that. So we'll see how long it takes him to get back to that comfort level. Yeah, I can only imagine. I want to ask you about Joe Ryan, who's off to a phenomenal start, strikeout-wise, uh, on the biggest stage, or as big a stage, I should say, in uh, in Major League Baseball, Yankee Stadium, um, did what he did the other day. Is there a chance, and this is what, year three for him, Trent? I think year three. Um, could he be an ace, or is he is he that second guy in the rotation? I mean, obviously, I love the signing of Lopez and for the money, and he looks as though, I mean, it looks like the Twins really have something there. But every time I watch Joe Ryan pitch, I just wonder what his ceiling is. So every time, you know, last year that was kind of what we were wondering, too, because he would go against some of these lower-caliber offenses, the Royals and the Tigers specifically. I believe he went like 8-0 with like a 1 ERA against those teams last year. But then he'd go against some of these more power-laden lineups, like the Yankees, like the Padres, and he would just get crushed because he is a little homer prone. So that was sort of the, I think that was his his inhibiting factor. You see him go out and do it against the Yankees and the Astros, and that's making a big statement. Uh, so I think if he can continue to do that a few more times, I'm really going to be sold on him as at least uh, a true number one caliber starter, if not an ace. You know, if you want to put that uh, a slight level up, I don't. I think Pablo Lopez is probably their their most realistic guy to put in that mm-hmm. category, but. You know, you got Gray, Lopez, and Ryan all pitching like a number one starter right now, all pitching like guys you would trust in a playoff series. 
that's a really good place to be. So they go out, they trade Pab- for trade uh, Pablo Lopez. They're going to sign him to an extension. Maybe even will come as soon as today or tomorrow as he'll go through all the medicals that have to be done before that thing finishes up. When they got Lopez, we knew he was good. There's many reports out there. The Twins think that he's even better than the guy that they traded for this winter. What has made him even a better prospect and a better guy that they're going to give this extension to than what they thought they were getting? Well, for one thing, he just looks like he's in a really good place physically. I mean, he's throwing really hard. He's throwing harder. The velocity's up. Um, he's really healthy. Uh, he's really confident. He's in a good place mentally. Um, also, with the help of the Twins, he's introduced a new pitch called the Sweeper, which a lot of uh, pitchers mm-hmm. are kind of bringing into their repertoire right now. Uh, and that's been really effective. It gives him another look outside of that fastball change-up mix, which are already uh, both really good. Uh, so there's, it, it doesn't look like a mirage. I mean, it's just he's pitching really well. He's throwing with command. Uh, and I believe last I checked, he was like fourth among all major league starters in swinging strike rate, uh, swinging strike rate. So he's getting a lot of whiffs. Batters are having a really hard time with what he's bringing. Uh, interesting. Are the pitchers have they figured out the new rules as far as the uh, disengagements, everything? Has there been any problem with the Twins? Every team, every team seemingly has one guy that just um, just for whatever reason it just hasn't sunk in yet. Are, are the Twins uh, as a team over that that hump? I've been really impressed by how prepared they seem with all the new rules. When I was down covering spring training, you know, everyone seemed real comfortable with it. No one was complaining. No one seemed like they were really going to be taken off guard. And I think that's translated to the regular season. I've seen several of the Twins opponents have pitch clock violations. I think maybe I've seen a Twins pitcher once have one where they got a ball charged to them for violating the pitch clock. But uh, I think they're doing a really good job with it. I think they like it. I know Rocco loves the pitch clock. Uh, and I think personally it's been, it's been good for the quality of the game. These games are moving at a nice clip. Uh, and they're enjoyable to watch. Well, it will be uh, one more tonight and then the getaway day tomorrow against the Red Sox. And feel like you got to get this one tonight. And the three-game skid is it'll be Joe Ryan on the mound for the Twins against Corey Kluber in that one. Let's jump around a little bit up in Minnesota sports. We know you follow it all up there, Nick. And a question that I posed to Ken to begin the show. What gets a better number tonight, the Wild or the Timberwolves? I understand. One's going to be on Plus One or the Extra Channel on Valley Sports North, but... All things equal, what's more important in Minnesota? What are more people watching, hockey or the NBA playoffs? I think I think it's got to be hockey. We are the state of hockey, after all. <laughs> you are. I've got to have both, both on a TV in front of me if I can watch them. But, uh, you know, I think in addition to just the hockey versus basketball thing in, in Minnesota, uh, that Wolves game was such a Whoa. demoralizing experience in the first game that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are already tuning out on this series. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, either. That's good stuff. Well, uh, almost feels like they have to uh, they have to get this one tonight, don't they? Oh yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. I, if they don't get this one and come home one to one, I I mean this, the Denver team is just just so good with Jokic out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they can even it up at one and one, it'll be a little interesting, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think you want to come home too all against this team. Uh, they've uh, the Minnesota teams have been uh, at, at the um, at the precipice, I guess, uh, the focal point of two of the worst trades in all of sports history. In all of sports history, uh, of course, with Herschel, I think honestly, do the Go Bear uh, what they what they are saddled with. I think this has knocked Herschel Walker trade down to second place uh, in that list of infamy, if you will. Uh, it's a terrible trade. It, it seems like it hasn't worked all year long. I can't be the only one thinking this way. There's a lot of people saying that. I'm I'm trying to hold out a little bit and see how things develop. I mean, obviously, this was a very important year for that trade. I mean, this was a win-now move for the Wolves, so 
hugely disappointed that they barely snuck into the playoffs and are probably going to get knocked out in the first round as lowest seed. Uh, so next year is huge. I mean, if they want to, if they want to recoup value on this trade and make it look not like one of the biggest disasters in Minnesota sports history, like you're saying, they got to figure it out this offseason and they got to find a way to be a much better team with Gobert and Towns at the lead and Edwards. We will impose on you in a couple of weeks to get another update on those twins. I, I, I fingers crossed. If it's not damaged the Guardians, I think that are going to be uh, flip flopping this lead back and forth throughout the season. It's going to be fun to watch. Thank you, Nick Nelson, twinsdaily.com. Appreciate it, Nick. Hey, appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, good to talk to you, Nick Nelson, as we catch up uh, with those Minnesota Twins. So, since we're talking baseball, I meant yeah. to do this in the first segment. Did you see the new um, experimental rules that are going to make their way to the Atlantic League before they then get to AAA and then maybe eventually to uh, MLB? I did not know. There's two more rules. One okay. of them is a designated runner. So you've got... Where are we going next? Ghost runners? <laughs> Well, you wonder. <laughs> you play who, who, are the, who are the stolen base guys that get picked up every September, every uh, trade deadline? Right. You got to bring one. Mondesi? Of, yeah, like somebody. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that can just fly. Right. Uh, there's a couple of names out there. The guy that played for the Royals. He's been everywhere. White Sox. I can picture him. I can't think of his name. Anyways, you can insert him into the game. Uh huh. Trent gets a base hit. Yep. Trent's not the fastest guy. Well, I'm a little thick. You are. But you still, you can still swing the bat. Oh, there's no doubt. So you're on first, but we can go to our rabbit uh-huh. over here, bring Trent back into the dugout, but Trent gets to go back to play first base at the end of the inning. So you get re-entry. Yes. And the rabbit, the designated runner, can do it every inning. What if he comes around to score? Can he go back out there again? He comes in to score. Does he need to? Does he need to? And and the at bat the team bats around. Is that where you're going? No, no, no. Guy hits. He's on second. Yeah. Scores on a double. Yep. Then he goes back out there and takes over the guy that just hit the double. Great question. I don't know the answer to that. Can he? Can since he's since he's completed his first mission, he's back in the <laughs> dugout. Can you send him out there? I, I don't know the answer to that. Designated runner is what they're calling it. Feels a little hokey to me on the surface. mm Hmm. Uh, and Maybe then, it's a one-time thing. No, you, you can do it as much as you want. Right, because a one-time thing is just like a pinch runner. Right. Don't love it. Billy Hamilton, thank you. Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton, yes. thank you, Drew, listening in the nation's capital. He's a bread. That's how I think of Billy Hamilton. He's been everywhere, though. That's, Billy Hamilton, that's yeah. the dude. Um, so Billy Hamilton can, can, can run right. every inning. Once in it's any, good for Billy Hamilton. Well, yeah. It's going to be good for these speedsters, right. right? Continue their career. Don't love it. Don't love it on the surface. Yeah, I, I don't either. And the other one is they, they're in the Atlantic League. Now in the major leagues, it's two disengagements. You can throw over twice. Mm-hmm. They want to cut that in half to only once. <laughs> I don't like that. Too, too much again. Too much. Now, a lot of these rule changes maybe we thought was too much. True. And it's worked out pretty well. True. Get more speed in the game. Stolen bases are exciting. They are, and they're way up. They're way up with two. I can't hate and it. And especially if Billy Hamilton gets a job. If I had to do one of those two, I would take the latter. I would take, take the, the disengagements. Yep, take it to one. I'm with you. I think it's too much to have Billy in the game. Any as much as he any. wants. Right, right. Number two slap hitter comes up, yeah. flips a single. He's right in the game. The right, first he's inning. lost a step. You know, he's not the same runner he was. He's 36 now. I don't know. 
I, I don't like that one. But it's in the Atlantic League, and that's where uh, these rules yes. they they get the, they see the light of day for the first time. And uh, if there's uh, um, positive reports on them, moves up the chain, and the and the rules move up to AAA, and we'll see it here. I hope we don't see them. I don't like either of them. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Hour number two, uh, we'll speak with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports on the NFL. Apparently, the Vikings. Talked about Trey Lance from Mike Flores. Just put this up on uh, ProFootballTalk.com. The Vikings and the Niners talked about Trey Lance at the Combine. And Florio has a Minnesota background. Uh And he's got a pretty good friend who's pretty tight to the Minnesota team. Not saying that that's where he gets it from. He gets it from there. Does he? I think so. (laughs) Well, maybe. BA's pretty tight-lipped, though. Anyways, we'll take our time out. We'll come back. Um... Frank Schwab and David Kaplan in Hour 2. Miller & Kahn, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Miller.com for details. What is this? Welcome back to Miller & Condon. This is ludicrous. Let's get you going. It's coming to our fine city for is the he? Iowa State Fair, yes. Is it really? Just announced today, Luda making ah. his way to the capital city. Um, and he's been doing this for a while, Luda? Oh, yes, Has yeah. He? He, this song is 13 years old. Mm. I mean, he, he was... I thought you were playing something that somebody recorded Anthony Bass's kids <laughs> <laughs> on the plane. Oh, man, what a bad look that That's was. That's terrible. Yeah. You know what? I, he's a Blue Jay. I was embarrassed to be a Blue Jays fan when I saw that. Yeah. Just clean up your damn mess. Exactly. And then, you know what? And then, why, why go to Twitter? Right. Who does those things? I better check my Twitter account uh-huh. make sure I haven't. I don't think I have. No. You get That's ratioed terrible. pretty quickly there, huh? That was a terrible look. It absolutely was. The Iowa State Fair. Have you ever gone to a concert at the State Fair? Never. Like, I've gone to, like, been around and been at the fair, like, some of the free stage stuff. And, right. Oh, yeah. The Nadas are playing. My wife wants to go, okay. I've never actually been to an actual concert there. You know what? Maybe if if <laughs> extracurriculars were legal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you know how no, I was on Fremont Street. Yes. I, was, I couldn't move for crying out loud. I uh, got Jason Aldean. The Chicks. They're coming. Oh, they're coming. I've heard of them. Um, New Kids on the Block. I like them. That was big back in my day. I don't day. like them. I've heard of them. They were okay. Uh, Marin Morris. Taylor Swift. She's not going to make it here this year. <laughs> no, probably not. Now, 2053, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. She's still selling out wherever she goes. Yes, she is. Maybe Ludacris, though, will be my first appearance at the Iowa State Fair at a concert. You're seriously thinking of going? No. I didn't think so. Uh, hour two, Frank Schwab starts it off. Look forward to Frank Schwab and then David Kaplan. Catch up on the Cap Man. Trent's Plays of the Day. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.